the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. We would invite you to join us for the next hour at 888-FORKFAX. That's 888-367-5329. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 Well, with the holiday season in full swing and Christmas being right around the corner, we can anticipate hearing sermons and messages taught from the book of Matthew or the book of Luke. But how often have you heard a Christmas message taught from the book of Hebrews. Are you aware that there are great similarities? Well, tonight we bring you part three in our new series entitled Seeing Christmas Through the Book of Hebrews. You won't want to miss this, so stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uplifting uh introduction and we want to thank everybody out there in radio land for joining us for another edition of contending for the faith i am your host dr jerry l buckner and we know that you're going to be challenged and blessed by the program tonight so thank you for joining us and we want to encourage you to get uh, your bibles and get uh, before a table and with your papers and your pens and take some notes so that you can be blessed tonight and you can share this uh, tremendous message to others who need to hear it. Now, uh, as Brother Gary said, we are doing a series. We're on part three. We're doing a series uh, on seeing Christmas uh, through the book of Hebrews. Now, uh, this is like unusual. This is different because most of the time we hear about Christmas messages from, uh, you're talking about the book of Matthew and the book of Luke, and very seldom, again, do we ever hear uh, any messages on the book of Hebrews, and especially John 3.16. I said that before, that that is the greatest Christmas message and verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in them should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the greatest Christmas verse in the entire Bible. He gave, and you know, he gave his very best, and he gave something that's better than any other thing in this world, better than anything else in this world. And that's what I want to talk about tonight and meddle with, is this word better. And when you look at the book of Hebrews, one of the things that, or the words that is the theme throughout the book of Hebrews is this word better. It's emphasizing the fact that Jesus is better than any person, anything, any uh, operation, any prophets, any angels, any leaders, uh, Jesus is better than any religious leaders, any cult leaders, any pastors, any Christian leaders. He's better than all. 
And this is what the book of Hebrews is talking about throughout the book of Hebrews. And so what I want to do is take you through a jet tour of the book of Hebrews, emphasizing this word better, emphasizing that word better. And I want you to go with me on this jet tour, emphasizing this word better. Now, when you look at Hebrews chapter 1, he introduces this word better in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 4. And so that's the first time that we see this word better. And this is tremendous truth. That word better talks about superiority, that he's supreme. He is over any so-called gods and goddesses and all of that nonsense. So, number one, I want to get into all of these different points here and uh, just kind of take you through this jet tour. So, number one, and I believe we I have at least about 11 betters, 11 betters. Number one, in Hebrews chapter one and verse four, it says, being made so much better than the angels. Why? Because he made them. Jesus is no angel like Jehovah's Witnesses say. He's not Michael the archangel or Gabriel. He created Michael the archangel. He created Gabriel. And when the Jehovah's Witnesses try to say he's Michael the archangel, well, when you look at Jude 1 and 9, you know, Michael had to get permission to rebuke the devil. <laughs> Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 just rebuked them because he's God. That's a major difference. Number two, in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 7, it talks about there. Now, this is such another tremendous truth here. Another tremendous truth. It says in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 7, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. You see, when we talk about Melchizedek, not only received a, a uh, blessing and he re received a tithe from Abraham, but he alone, he got blessed by him. But Jesus is better than Melchizedek and Abraham put together. He's better than both of them put together. And they were tremendous leaders. And Jesus was not Melchizedek. He was, he was uh, God in human form. Melchizedek was just a man. The number three, follow along with me now. Number three, in Hebrews 7 and 19, look at that. Hebrews 7 and verse 19. It's, it tells us there, another tremendous truth here. Hebrews 7 and verse 19. We learned in Jesus Christ, there is better hope. The text says in Hebrews 7 and 19, for the law made nothing perfect. Stop following the law. It made nothing perfect because it's imperfect itself. You know, it cannot, the law cannot save you. This is a wake-up call for all of the law keepers, Seventh-day Adventists, Black Hebrew Israelites, all the different law keepers, those who went to the Mosaic stuff. It says, but the bringing in of a better hope. Why is it a better hope? Because Christ is given. And that's why Jesus said he's the Lord of the Sabbath. He has, he has authority over the Sabbath. That's why he said he's the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath doesn't dictate Jesus. And Jesus said, they asked him, Who's, what's the greatest commandment? He says, he didn't say keeping the the commandments, Ten Commandments, or the Sabbath day. He said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two hang all the laws and the prophets. So he's a better hope, not only for Christmas, but every day he's a better hope. Now, number four. Now, let's move on with this. Number four, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6 we learned that in Christ, there is a better covenant. Hebrews 8 and 6. But now has he obtained a more excellent ministry 
by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. See, uh, Jesus is the go-between, the bridge builder between God and man. And the Old Testament people could not become a mediator. And Mary is not a mediator. You know, we have to understand that there's only one God and one mediator between God and man, the Bible says, and that is the Christ Jesus. Better covenant, better than the Old Testament covenant. And it tells us in Hebrews 8 and 13, teaches that the Old Covenant is obsolete and that he has said a new covenant. He has made uh, the first old. Now that which decayeth and wax old is ready to vanish away. Oh, stop believing and following the old covenant. It can't save you. It's the new covenant in Christ that saves you. Number five, Hebrews 8 and verse 6. Again, the same verse as before in Christ, there is a better promise. It says, which was established upon a better promise. This word better is everywhere throughout the book of Hebrews. And he has a better promise because he has a better uh, covenant, better than the Old Testament covenant. You want to lean on the promises of Christ, not the promises of the Old Covenant. It cannot save you. It cannot redeem you. Number six, in Hebrews 9 and verse 23, tells us Christ, there is a better sacrifice. Oh, that's tremendous. That's a tremendous truth right there. Why? Because Christ's priestly ministry is to be exercised in the perfect tabernacle in heaven. It's not an Old Testament tabernacle where sacrifices cannot save you. It only pointed to Christ. And that's why he's a better sacrifice because everything is a typology in the Old Testament pointing to Christ. Number seven, Hebrews 10 and verse 34. Hebrews 10, 34 tells us that in Christ, that is in heaven, there will be a better and enduring substance. What is the substance referring to? Not something temporary, but eternal possession. Praise God that God will give. And we have to link this with Hebrews 9 and 15. Those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. That's what God has for us, an eternal inheritance. And that's that substance, see? We don't follow the shadow, but the substance. Number eight, in Hebrews 11 and verse 16, that in Christ there will be a better country. That talks about a better city because heaven is that heavenly city that God has prepared for us in the heavens. Almost finished with this. Hebrews, and uh, this is Hebrews 11, 35, number nine. Hebrews 11, 35, number nine. In Christ, we have obtained a better resurrection. And you know, if Christ be not raised, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, our faith is in vain and we are yet in our sin. There is a better resurrection. You know what? The Old Testament saints looked to that resurrection. They didn't understand it. But in faith, one day they will understand it better by and by. Number 10, Hebrews 11 and 40. In Christ, God, having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Well, he got better things for us. Those in Old Testament looked forward to salvation but we in the new testament and forward look backwards to the fulfillment of the eternal promises that god has established in christ number 11 and lastly hebrews 12 and 24 hebrews 12 and 24 in christ there is a better things than that of abel oh my friend it's tremendous truth the blood of Abel's sacrifice only provided temporary covering, but Christ's blood sacrifice is eternal covering everywhere for us. Oh, this is tremendous truth, and the best is yet to come. A better things is yet to come, and one day we will be rewarded because we'll be like him. That's what the Bible says, one day we'll be like him. Verse John 3 and 2, we'll be like him. So we pray, Lord, that you will... Touch somebody today that don't know you, to come to know 
the best is in Christ. We ask that they will confess their sins and accept him as Lord so they can experience these better things too. In Christ's name, in Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open and we do want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 So don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. If you have questions or comments for us, we're right here. So give us a call. The number is one 888 We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bella. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. Again, our phone lines are open. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And we'd like to start out by thanking all of you who have been diligently praying for contending for the faith over these many, many years. We know it's been your prayer support that's kept us going. And also, we want to thank those of you who have been able to support us financially. This is a listener-supported ministry, and uh, we need your prayer support as, as well as your financial giving. It's so vital for us to continue to do what we need to do. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air. And it's because of your giving that we've been able to do so for these many, many, many years. And so we just want to take a moment out to thank you so much. And with the holiday season upon us, we just want to remind you, continue to keep us in prayer. And as you go out shopping and think about giving gifts, think about giving a gift to contending for the faith so we can keep doing what we need to do. Uh, There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, First, you can send a check or money order to contending for the faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. So it's so important that you remember to pray for this ministry as well as the Lord lead you to be able to support us financially. It's such a blessing and it'll bless so many of the listening audiences, so many people who have been touched by this ministry, so many people that we can't count it's over the last 20 years. We won't know till we get to the other side, the impact that, that your giving has had and that this ministry has had. So we want to encourage you, continue to pray and continue to give. Well, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to go to the phone callers tonight? Let's do that, Brother Gary. Look forward to it. All right. We've got Brother CC holding on line one. How you doing, Brother CC? How you doing? How you doing? We are truly blessing the Lord and having an awesome time tonight in Christ. We trust that you got encouraged by the word tonight. And if you had to think of, of one thing that stood out, what was that that ministered to you? You said better that he's superior than everything. You know, you know, you mentioned the leaders and the angels and you know, these are a lot of times that people worship, they worship leaders, they worship angels, they worship everything and, and, and just by you saying he's superior and I just like the way you um had broke broken that down and also you talked about the old covenant because you know, there's a lot of people who still live to the standards of the old covenant when we've been you know we're under grace now we're not under law so i like how it was writered and how it was taught absolutely absolutely thank you so much for those encouraging words as always and 
what's on your heart tonight? You have a question? Uh, I think you talked about we were going to deal with Isaiah, right? 53. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about, yeah, we picked, yes. Yes, uh, let's do that. Let me uh, try to break that down the best I can uh, with you uh, because uh, Isaiah 53 has been a very controversial passage for uh, so many people, especially when you talk about Isaiah 53 and verses uh, verse 5. Uh, and so what we're gonna, I'm going to try to do is to uh, make some sense out of that from a biblical perspective and try to bring some uh, truth to that as well because we need to hear it. So let me say several things with this. Uh, Isaiah 53 uh, and especially verse 5 has been a pretext taken out of context regarding God always heals. Uh, especially you have this problem with word faith teachers and many Pentecostal denominations. Uh, this is a very important point that I'm going to share with you just to kind of establish everything and people might want to take a note of this. Uh, in the atonement of Christ, it's not always a guarantee, uh, but a benefit of the atonement according to uh, God's will. So that's a very important point to establish that the atonement of Christ is not always a guarantee when it comes to healing, but a benefit of the atonement according to God's will. And we see in 1 John 5 and 14, we have this confidence that we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And, and word faith teachers hate the word will of God. And yet Jesus emphasized that over and over and over. Um, and then so getting to uh, Isaiah 53 and verse 4, I'm going to do a little teaching on this for you so you give you a better uh, understanding of it and hopefully you can take some notes on it too. Uh, when we get to Isaiah 53 and 4, it refers to here um, a physical healing in Jesus' day. That's very important in the Hebrew. It's referring to physical healing in Jesus' day. It is a prophecy referring to Jesus' specific ministry. And what happens with a lot of people, uh, they'll take that out of context and, and even uh, verse 5 out of context because when you get to Isaiah 53 and 5, it refers to um, a spiritual healing of what? Um, our transgressions and our iniquities and what happens here is that Peter, the Apostle Peter, at 1 Peter 2 and 24, uh, he quotes from this passage and refers to it in the sense of uh, here a spiritual healing. Because word faith teachers and people that are involved with some radical Pentecostal groups will take this and uh, put it to a physical healing and relationship to God always will heal if you claim that he'll, you know, by a strike to heal. But what happens here is that in 1 Peter 2 and 24, Peter actually quotes from Isaiah 53 and, and 5, and he says, who his own self bore uh, our sins and his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins, notice how sins is always referring to the spiritual, uh, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. You see how Peter puts this in the spiritual realm? And uh, so uh, we need to understand that in the light of this. If we don't, we'll really get confused. And let me say a few more things on this too. Uh, Isaiah 53 and verse 5 um, uh, is not something that guarantees uh, healing today. You know, and so the phrase in Isaiah 53 and 5, by his stripes we are healed, uh, is a pretext, like I said, uh, that a lot of people take out of context and they put into it what they want to put into it. And that's a dangerous thing to do. So um, Isaiah 53 and verse 5 focuses on spiritual healing rather than physical healing in mind. 
The text says Christ was wounded by our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. His chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Look at the whole context of the verse. The context of the verse is put, putting everything in the spiritual realm of healing. And the Apostle Peter built on this understanding of spiritual healing when he wrote uh, this in 1 Peter 2 and 24. Very important point. Now, in, he, in the Hebrew, while healing for the body is not referred to in Isaiah 50, uh, 53 and 5, it refers to in the verse before in Isaiah 53 and 4, the prophet Isaiah says, he wrote, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our um, sorrows, yet we were considered uh, him stricken by God, smitten by God, and afflicted. So Isaiah 53 and 4, uh, in terms of physical healing here, is not only clear in context, but it is also affirmed by the gospel where it is given an important qualification, an important qualification. Uh, in Matthew chapter 8 and verses 16 and 17, says, when evening came, many uh, who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus, and he drove out spirits with a word and healed all sick. This was fulfilled, which was spoken. Notice this, spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our disease. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. So the healing of the prophet Isaiah spoke of was fulfilled during the ministry of Christ. But the prophecy does not guarantee healing today uh, all the time. Now, I believe that healing still takes place, but it's not uh, something that is a guarantee. It is a benefit according to God's will. Healing today is not a guarantee of the atonement, but a benefit of the atonement according to uh, God's will, 1 John 5 and 14. Now, I'm going to say this lastly on this. Going a little teaching on it. For this last point. Christ's atonement on the cross one day will be received in a new body like his new body. 1 John 3 and 2. And we will one day have a body, ultimately, a guaranteed, complete physical healing. The Bible teaches in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 4, that one day there will be no more death, mourning, crying, pain. The old order of things will be passed away. So the Apostle Paul once said in Romans 8 and verse 25, we hope for what we do not yet have. We wait for it patiently. And as we wait, we will all experience sickness, suffering, and even death. But when Christ receives us up with him and brings us to this earth, we'll have the complete healing that will be forever. But right now, some great warriors of God pray for healing like the Apostle Paul, when he had the thorn in his flesh, he prayed three times for God to heal him. God never did, but he gave him the grace to get through. And Paul was a great man of faith. So it doesn't mean that he had a lack of faith because he wasn't healed. You know, the point that I'm trying to make is that uh, healing in the atonement is not a guarantee, but it's a benefit according to God's will. Hopefully, uh, that's helped you out. I've kind of did a little class on that for you, but hopefully that's giving you some insight to uh, some truth around that, those two verses of scripture in Isaiah 53. You gave me a lot. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the information that you gave. Yes, it was very valuable. Thank you for it. We'll try to retain as much as possible. Amen. So what I'm going to have you to do in, uh, next time you call in next week is give back to me uh, a few highlights of what I gave to you on those two verses, just to make sure that you got it. So, uh, can you do that? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. 
And if you didn't get it uh, fully, you can listen to the podcast to get it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So if you have any prayer requests, we got to get to some more callers. Any other prayer requests before we move on? Just pray, just pray for my family, my mother, Rosalinda, my family, um, and me, and then my my friend's mother who's in a um, hospital that she needs healing. And then, you know, lift up, you know, entertainers in general. All right. We'll have Brother Gary do that and, and bring us to a commercial as well, Brother Gary. All right. Well, we thank you for Brother CC. Lord, we ask you to continue to bless him and his family, his mother, Rosalinda, and his friend who's in the hospital that you raised that person back up to wholeness and health continue to move in our culture today with a culture war going on and so many people polarized on various sides of issues and and the enemy is constantly creating strife and division and we just pray for these celebrities that are embroiled in these things that you would help them find salvation in jesus name we pray amen well it's time for us to take another commercial break and uh we still have time in the broadcast, so, you know, we want to encourage you to give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one 367 5329 So don't be shy. Pick that phone up. Let us know what's on your mind. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Buckner, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. So we want to encourage you tonight uh, give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. Well, once again, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 So don't be shy. Pick the phone up. Give us a call. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith. This broadcast has been on many, many years, and we know it's a result of so many, so many people praying continuously for this ministry and that God would use it to bless the listening audience. We always pray, Lord, bless us to be a blessing. You know, we want to uh, touch hearts and lives by what God has called us to do and to say over the airways. And we believe God has honored that prayer and that uh, we know your prayers are going up as well. And we can't thank you enough for those prayers, as well as your financial giving. Uh, it is a listener-supported ministry, and uh, we know uh, God is moving, and right now we're caught up, and we're so thankful for so many of you who have been so faithful to help us continue to do this ministry. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, one, just a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. And uh, as Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier, when he's talking to Cece, that we do have a podcast that's available. So all the programs that we air on uh, Saturday night get turned into a podcast that you can Go to kfax.com and go to the top of the banner and click on Contending for the Faith, and uh, it'll give you access to all the shows, all the series, all the things uh, that we've been doing. So if you've missed a show or you missed a part of a series that you want to go back and re-listen to, it's all there. So we want to encourage you to use that for Bible study, use that for <clears throat> Sunday school classes, use that for whatever you need to... Uh, be a blessing to you. It's a great resource. We want to encourage you. Have your pastors listen to it. Uh, tell others about it, especially if you have questions about 
cults and isms and any of the things that we've been talking about. It's all there. So let's uh, get ready to go back to the callers. Are you ready, Dr. Buckner? Let's do that, Brother Jerry. Okay, we're going to go to, uh, it looks like we may have lost Alfred. And uh, let's see, uh, let's go to Sophia. Sophia, how are you doing? Oh, I tell you, I'm doing so. You know, I was thinking just because of what Brother Gary was saying. I get to my question in two seconds. But I thought, you know what? I pray to the God, to God. I say, you know what? Let me, just before your congregation, come down and take me home. Let me be listening to contending for the faith. Then the word's nice and fresh in my mind. So I think that'll, this show will be on forever till he comes to take us all up to heaven. So that's Amen. my prayer. Well, I tell you, that is a wonderful prayer, and we uh, are in agreement with you on that one right there. <laughs> well, oh, I yes. guess to my question. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. A... No. That's... No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So it's a two-parter, but it's basically the same thing. So number one, what you hear all the time, walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit, and how do we know if we are walking in the Spirit? Well, that's a good uh, question. Um, one of the things uh, that lets us know that we are walking in the Spirit mm. is that we are um, living under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we have truly repented and we are fully loyal to him and faithful to him. We're focused, faithful, and fruitful. The three M's, focused, faithful, and fruitful. And we're living under his Lord, Lordship. And we are faithful to that and we are obedient to that and we have a spirit of repentance. And what happens is the Holy Spirit comes upon us and in us, and he bears witness. And one of the things that gives us the assurance is that the scriptures talks about, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that his spirit bears witness with our spirit. So the way that we know, that we know that we know, is that his spirit bears witness with our spirit, and he convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He talks about that <coughs> in the Bible as well. So the the other way that we know that we are walking in the spirit is from galatians chapter 5 and verses 22 through and it tells us in galatians 5 22 that the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness self-control against such there is no law and they that are christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So <clears throat> evidence that we know and we have the assurance is that we're manifesting all of these uh, fruit of the spirit that's flowing out of our lives. And when we see that happening, that gives us assurance uh, that we are truly walking in the spirit. Now, that's interesting in Galatians chapter 5 that the Apostle Paul, he lays out the differences between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. So when you look at Galatians 5, 16 through 21, he lays out all the things that is of the flesh. And yet, when you get to Galatians 5 and 22 through 26, he lays out all the things as walking in the Spirit. So when we walk in the Spirit, we'll see the fruit being manifest. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit, and there's also a conviction in our hearts. And we uh, know also that we're walking in the Spirit, let's say this lastly, because we are grown out of carnality uh, and immaturity and, and also grown out of being babes. That's why Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 3, you know, uh, that he says, talks about envy in the church and all of the fighting. And he says, are you not babes and walking in the flesh, you know, the carnality. So when we grow in grace and we grow in the word and we grow in the spirit, then we are convicted by the Spirit that we are walking. And, and it takes every day 
a yielding. It takes a yielding to his full control. It takes an emptying of ourselves daily. And the white Lyman Moody says in his book, there has to be an emptying before there can be a filling. So every day of our lives, we need to ask God to fill us because the white Lyman Moody says, we are like leaky vessels and we have to stay under the fountain at all times in order to receive a fresh supply, a fresh anointing, a fresh endowing of God's spirit in our lives because we can grieve the spirit and we can grieve the power. So we have to empty ourselves daily, yield to be obedient to his will mm -hmm. and his directions. And then his spirit will bear witness with our spirit and we'll see coming out of us the fruit of the spirit and we'll see upon our lives uh, authority uh, and we'll see power. We'll see those two things working and we'll know that we know that we know. So hopefully that has helped you out. I kind of went into it a little more thorough, but uh, sometimes people need to hear it on a thorough level to get the point. Well, that was fabulous. Not only did you make it clear, I mean, that was a major, full-fledged, bona fide sermon I just received. So that's way beyond a, an answer. So thank you so much, and God bless you both. God bless you, and thank you bless all you for too. calling and your uh, awesome questions as well. I know it's blessed a lot of other people as well. All right. We have, who do we have next, Brother Gary? Uh, Brother Rick is waiting. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, and I just wanted to validate Sophia, because yes. I, like I like the fact that she is hungry. Absolutely. She is definitely hungry and for God's word and truth, and she's always good at validating us for letting God use us. So we appreciate that, and we're so happy to uh, know that you're doing okay and, we'll, and doing better, and we'll get your prayer request in a little bit. But what's on your heart? What's uh, your uh, question? You have a question tonight? Yeah, the, the question I have relates to Romans eleven twenty nine, and I know from Romans nine eleven they talk about the Jewish people. But mm -hmm. near the end of Romans eleven, it talks about the fact that Israel will be saved. Mm -hmm. So what, what I'm asking for is that, is that literal, or do we need to have a proper context on that? Oh, that's a good question because. The uh, Romans 11 and verse 26, if people care to look at that in their Bibles, it says, and so all Israel shall be saved. So people have thought that in the context here, that it's referring to in the end, all Israel will be saved. Now that's, uh, would be, a, that's a nice thought, but reality tells us that that's not the case because there will be a lot of people, and some of them, the biggest and strongest atheists in our world today are Jewish people, you know? And so what is Paul saying in the context here? Because it's important for us to look at the context. The context is telling us when it says, so all Israel shall be saved, when we look at the context of Romans 11 and verse uh, five, it says, even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. So what Paul is talking about when he says all Israel will be saved, he's talking about the remnant, literally the remnant of those who have literally accepted Jesus as the true Messiah, the true way of God, the way, truth, and life. Those are those of the remnant. Now, when Paul also talks about Israel, all Israel will be saved. We have to always remember in this context that we can't separate the uh, Jewish people of ethnicity to spirituality. So in other words, when he says all Israel shall be saved in the mind of Paul, it's Gentiles and Jews together. Uh, because really when you think about uh, the pre-tribulation position, they want to separate uh, the Jews from the uh, Gentiles. 
But in the mind of Paul, all of us are one because he tells us there's neither Jew, Greek, bond, or free. We're all one. So when he also look at verse 23, it says, and they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. And then he talks about uh, the natural branches and the context, and he mentions the word grafted in. And so he puts the natural branches with those who are grafted in, which are, which are Gentile believers, and then he lumps them all into being a spiritual Israel. So what make, the true spiritual Israel today is all those who believe in Jesus as the Messiah. That's the true Israel today. You're not a true Israel because of your ethnicity. You are a true Israel uh, because you have a belief in Jesus Christ. And when a Jewish believer believes in Christ and a Gentile believers, they're all Israel in the mind of God and the Apostle Paul, and we're all one because there's neither Jew, Greek, bond, or free. We're all one. And so the, the uh, you know, John Nelson Darby and the pre-tribulation position, they want to separate the two. This is a real important lesson for all of us who are listening uh, to this tonight to get this. So when it talks about all Israel will be saved in a nutshell, it's talking about those who are uh, of the remnant. God has always saved the remnant. And this is, goes back to Old Testament scriptures as well, because God has always saved a remnant in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, not all of the Jews got saved, but a remnant, and that goes for today too. So hopefully that gives some insight to what uh, your question is. And, and I was hoping you were going to bring in the grafting. Amen. Which you did. The Holy Spirit did through me. Praise the Lord. And uh, what's on your heart? You have a prayer request, Brother Rick? Yes. The most urgent prayer request is my mother. Uh, she just went into the hospital today in very critical condition. My brother was concerned whether or not she would come out. And what I'm basically uh, need, need prayer on right now is that she does come out. And, and most Amen. of all, I, I still pray for her salvation. Amen. That is still in my heart. Well, let's pray for that and pray for Brother Rick, too, because he went through some transition. And then we'll try to get Alfred in here. Look, I think he might be back. So, Brother Gary, let's go with it. Okay. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We thank you that he's on the mend. We thank you that you were so concerned we hadn't heard from him, but you kept him safe and you protected him, and uh, you're taking care of him. And we know that uh, he's concerned about his mother. And, Lord God, so are you. And we pray for her healing and that you'd raise her back up and most importantly we pray for her salvation that lord god you would speak to her soul soften her heart by the holy spirit and convict her of sin and righteousness and let her come into a saving knowledge of you lord god we just pray that you continue to continue to be with the family continue to strengthen them and encourage them in jesus name amen amen thank you brother amen. rick for calling in and thank you Gary, for the prayer let's try to Squeeze in uh, Alfred here with the limited time we have, Brother Gary. Okay. Look, all right. Alfred is back. It looks like he, we've got no time left for callers, he's saying. We have to make it really quick. Alfred, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Brother Gary Bell and <laughs> Dr. Gary Buckner. Um, I had a question on about, I know I don't have time, but uh, I had questions about pastors, Christian leaders, and I wanted, there's about seven or eight guys that I wanted to find out about, and I'll call next week to give you the uh, names of the guys, since I'm okay. short of time. I, I, and I'll tell, yes. tell you what, you call us, get our, our uh, phone number at the end of the program, and then you call and leave a message on our answer machine, and leave the name of those leaders. Uh, and then we will address that, and we'll try to get you on at the top and address them. How's that? Okay, Buckner. Yeah, and thank you also for your prayers and your support for the ministry, and uh, also we always like the little things that you, you bring along with that, too. We appreciate that, along with the blessing. So appreciate that. 
Okay. God bless you. Great. All right. Looks like we had another caller, Tara. I want to encourage you to call in next week uh, so we can get you on. We just ran out of time tonight. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank uh, DJ, our engineer tonight, and you, our listening audience, for being part of this evening's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next time. And we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Butler, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.